Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you will be aware, the question of whether Australia still has what we call freedom of speech is up for debate. It's the idea of being able to express ideas freely and being able to persuade others that those ideas are right. So with some big ethical debates going on in Australia, it's no wonder that we need to get our head around these things as oftentimes one side might want to close the debate on a whole lot of issues from the other side down. And of course there is the intent on the left side of politics to broaden the issues and include religious grounds as a basis for being offended when it comes to issues of free speech. At the centre of controversies over free speech is what's known as Section 18C in the Racial Discrimination Act. Well, let's talk through some of those issues today with Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, who is Law Reform Commissioner with the Law Reform Commission of Western Australia. He's also Adjunct Professor of Law at the University of Notre Dame, Australia, and Sydney Director of Postgraduate Research at Murdoch University School of Law. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a wonderful opportunity to have a conversation with you. I'm a great admirer of your work. Thank you so much. And uh, Augusto, uh, when we talk about free speech in Australia, uh, is free speech as free as we all might like to think that it is? No, unfortunately not. Uh, We are facing uh, many challenges regarding uh, free speech. And certainly you mentioned 18C, but that's not, not the only one. I think the fact that Repealing 18C would be a good beginning, wouldn't close the matter, because there are a couple of other laws that are also uh, deeply affecting our right to freedom of speech in this country. So even if 18C was dealt with, there would Mm. be some other laws that would be under question. Which ones would those be? Well, I could refer to the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act that was uh, enacted uh, in Victoria in 2001, and that, I believe, is one very dangerous uh, piece of legislation. It has been used as a form of blasphemy law by stealth. And um, when I was living in Victoria doing my doc- doctoral research at Monash University, I was able to be aware of the problem with this particular law. And what really amazes me is that um, there is now a push for extending 18C to religious grounds. And that would make a law that is already very questionable from the constitutional law perspective, a law that would even affect our freedom of religion here in Australia. So when we hear all of this debate over Section 18C in the Racial Discrimination Act, really that has a limit to really dealing with racial issues at the present time. But your concern is... Uh, that there are some groups who are pushing to actually include uh, religious vilification in that law of 18C. Yes, and uh, as it currently stands, uh, some people are being the victims of this law, just expressing their concerns about matters of political concern or social concern. So when I say that 18C is a bad law, 
is not because uh, it would target people who are really uh, making racist statements because I happen to be a person who is entirely against uh, racist uh, statements. But the point is not that. The point is that the law can be easily hijacked by people who uh, claim to be offended by what others might say. And my argument, as I have provided elsewhere, is that in some articles that I have written, is that uh, it can, the law, actually be hijacked by the real bigots. These are the people who tend to be offended by what others might say. And the more you feel offended, and the more radical you are in your beliefs and attitudes, the more you can make use of this legislation to be, or provision, to be silencing people who dare to think different. So what you are suggesting is the uh, racial and religious vilification laws that are already enacted in Victoria uh, Mm. may be swept into other state laws and then potentially even to our uh, national laws when it comes to race and religious vilification. Is that a possibility? It is a possibility, and I find it quite unbelievable that you're taking this path. You think now that uh, there is a problem with the mayor of, or governor of uh, Jakarta in Indonesia, and there is an outcry about this because the person happens to be a Christian, and he made a very mild statement about the fact that perhaps some Muslims could vote for him. That was regarded as a blasphemy. Uh, Here in Australia, we are introducing Sharia law by stealth by means of this kind of legislation because in Victoria, the main uh, group to lobby for this law was the Islamic Council of Victoria. And it is indeed being used to silence any kind of comment or um, any kind of opinion about the Quran and, and other religious books. So we are creating a very dangerous form of suppression of um, freedom of religion and freedom of speech. And what I say is that, as a constitutional lawyer, that we have in this country something called the implied freedom of political communication, as uh, acknowledged by and recognized by the High Court in so many decisions. If we have secular speech that has a political nature, being protected by the implied freedom of communication, it's quite obvious that religious speech of political nature should also receive the same protection. I think many people must be alarmed when you draw attention to the idea that these changes, these developments could be the beginning of Australia's own blasphemy laws. You must be wondering why people are not really, really angry and outraged by that idea. Well, look, I I think that many people are, but many people are feeling afraid of uh, expressing their opinions. When I was living in Victoria, I was interviewed by another uh, radio presenter, and he uh, asked me whether I really believed that that, uh, democracy was considerably weakened by this sort of provisions. And I told him whether he would be able to speak his mind freely without uh, feeling afraid of um, somehow getting into trouble with the law. 
And he was the first to say that he is afraid, and I'm pretty sure that you and many others who work now in the media are afraid of expressing their opinions freely, because we have many laws here that are protecting the more bigoted aspects of the society to actually prevail. So the more bigot you are, the more you receive the protection of the law, and then everybody gets really worried and afraid of expressing a, perhaps even mild opinion about many different issues that are quite relevant to this society. Uh, when you say uh, the idea of Sharia law by stealth, uh, is there something that ought to be raised that actually draws attention to that idea? Because uh, if we do feel this sense of fear that if the law is changing, uh, that we could all be under all sorts of pressure, uh, how do we actually uh, go about addressing that? How do we convince polit polit political leaders that, uh, that somehow or other this is something that's bad and we can see the examples in other countries? Well, look, I think we are departing from this idea that um, tolerance doesn't mean acceptance. So in the past, if you think about the uh, writings of classical liberals, such as uh, John Locke, for instance, he would say that everybody has the right to make options, including matters of religion. So when it happens that people might have a different opinion, I think a real tolerant person is the one who accepts that perhaps you might actually disagree with me on so many particular issues. I think what's happening these days is that tolerance has lost its real authentic meaning. And now we are being forced to accept or embrace uh, perspectives that are not necessarily the ones that we would regard as being positive. Um, another aspect, another thing that I must say is that um, in many ways uh, this whole uh, push for this uh, uh, position comes from the postmodern perspective so that uh, everything is regarded to be relative. So if you believe that um, a statement is relative, it's not proper for you to actually impose or try to say that the perspective is wrong. So in, in a certain sense, the legislation is created uh, by postmodernists to create this idea that everything has to be accepted. But as soon as you say that nobody can dare to disagree from you, the, the ones that are the most radical elements of society will easily hijack the law to say that you, you were offending them. And uh, don't, you, you need to bear in mind that the threshold is very low. It's about offendedness. So we have created now a culture that people cannot be engaged in a robust discussion. And so if you have a democracy, one of the main elements of every democratic system is the right of people to be freely engaged in a robust conversation. And that's being prevented in this country as a result of these laws that are entirely based on a postmodern worldview. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments because I want to ask you about whether this Law 18C is in fact constitutional. Dr Augusto Zimmerman is Law Reform Commissioner with the Law Reform Commission of Western Australia. He's also Adjunct Professor of Law at the University of Notre Dame, Australia and Sydney Director of Postgraduate Research at Murdoch University School of Law. Back with more in just a short while. We're taking some time to get some expert opinion 
on Section 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act. And when we're talking about Section 18C, we're talking about freedom of speech. And when we hear that there are those groups who are trying to deepen the Racial Discrimination Act to also include uh, talk about religious grounds, uh, then it becomes very concerning when you are a Christian. We've been talking about the possibility that this is a way that Sharia law is being brought into Australia by stealth. And so when we're talking to Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, Law Reform Commissioner with the Law Reform Commission of Western Australia and also Adjunct Professor of Law at the University of Notre Dame, Australia and Sydney Director of Postgraduate Research at Murdoch University School of Law, he's got some strong opinions to share. One of those, Augusto, is the idea that these sections of our Racial Discrimination Act may actually be unconstitutional. What is your opinion? Uh, it's um, in my opinion that there is no doubt at all, and I speak as a constitutional lawyer, I'm a unit coordinator for this unit at Murdoch University, that these laws are unconstitutional, uh, in particular Section 18C. And I have written a book together with two of my colleagues, they both are constitutional lawyers, on Section 18C. It's called No Offense Intended. And Tony Abbott, and I feel very happy that uh, he has now uh, realized that this is such a bad law that needs to be repealed. And he appealed to moral grounds. I agree with him. I think this law is morally wrong. But it's not just that the law is morally wrong. As a constitutional lawyer, I can affirm that this law is also constitutionally wrong because it can't be supported by the Constitution. Okay. When we talk about uh, constitutional law, uh, are we connecting our laws uh, with other international treaties that affect the way that our constitutional laws are enacted? You got it entirely right because uh, Section 18C, in theory would be supported by the external affairs power. So if you read the constitution of this country, there is nowhere in the constitution where you find the federal government or Commonwealth Parliament to have the right to enact anti-discrimination law. But it does so via the external affairs power. So every time the Commonwealth is engaged, is engaged in an international agreement, it's possible for the external affairs to be triggered. So the law needs to be based on an international law. The point that I see is that there is nothing in international law authorizing the Commonwealth to create a law prohibiting people from feeling offended. Uh, By the way, what I have to say is that international law is quite clear that we should preserve freedom of opinion and freedom of expression. The UN Human Rights Committee has explicitly stated so, that freedom of opinion and freedom of expression are indispensable conditions for the realization of other principles that are related to things such as human rights, protection of human rights, and democracy. And certainly, like totalitarian regimes, would always oppose 
the fulfillment of these rights. Because one of the preconditions of uh, the existence of a totalitarian government is suppression of free speech, as you know. Augusto, is there provision in our Australian constitution that might counter those things that are in the Racial Discrimination Act? Is there a protection that is giving us that level of free speech that we all so desperately desire uh, that comes constitutionally rather than just because of the Act? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, First of all, as I have mentioned, Section 18C cannot be supported, cannot be supported by the external affairs power. But besides this point, we need to consider that we have a democratic constitution. And the High Court says that we, the people, are to be sovereign. And it's not the politician who runs this country. So they are, in many ways, our delegates. It's not proper for people who claim to be working on our behalf to have full rights, whereas the rights of those who they represent, have been so much suppressed. What I'm trying to say is that the High Court has, over the years, acknowledged an implied freedom of political communication. So even if you feel that there are some things that people can do in churches and even mosques, uh, perhaps uh, a personal matter, we are not concerned about these personal issues. We are concerned about certain aspects of certain religions that can have political implications, for instance. In regards to racial issues, I mean, this law is not necessarily persecuting people who happen to be racist, but quite to the contrary. For instance, in the case of QUT, the students were actually accusing uh, the university of having practiced discriminatory policies by not allowing people of a particular color of skin to attend a lab. And certainly this is not a racial statement or racist statement, it's quite to the contrary. They were trying to say that everybody should have allowed, regardless of color of skin, to have access to this computer lab. So you see the irony of this thing. Perhaps the law can actually be used by people who are actually fighting against racism and not the other way around. Augusto, I know that there will be people who will be very heartened to know that someone in your position holds to Christian faith. Mm-hmm. When you think of free speech, uh, what does the Bible, or is there a Christian view of free speech that, that is most outstanding in your mind? Well, certainly I believe that the Lord is a Lord of freedom. I believe that God gave us only ten commandments. I wish that the constitutions of all nations had only ten commandments. Uh, so in many ways, I regard myself not as being a conservative thinker, but as being a Christian and a classical liberal. And I believe that God is a God of liberty. I have nothing to fear about uh, believing in my God and also allowing people to have their own minds and develop their own faith. I'm not God to impose uh, people my worldview. He can do it by himself. And I think that the problem of Islam is that it comes from a different perspective. If I were afraid of my ideas, I wouldn't be saying that we need to have more debate. Quite the contrary. But I'm confident that people have the right 
to make their own minds, even to, to decide whether or not they want to go to heaven or hell. But that's an option, and they have to be receiving freedom to do so. I can imagine the debates in your classroom, uh, because as I mentioned, adjunct professor of law at the University of Notre Dame and Sydney director of postgraduate research, Murdoch University School of Law, you must have some pretty uh, on-fire debates with some of your students. Well, certainly I always say that um, I'm not afraid of uh, expressing my opinions, and I believe that God is not a God of imposition. He is not a legal positivist telling us exactly what to do, otherwise he is going to immediately punish us. I think God is a God of liberty. And what I do is never to impose my worldview, but presenting the students the different perspectives. What I see in many ways is that, unfortunately, academia has become a place of indoctrination rather than just teaching and information. And this is, I believe, to be contrary to the real meaning of good teaching. Well, Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and your understanding, because when we talk about this law, 18C, and you describe it as a law by stealth uh, Mm -hmm. that will bring in Sharia law, that it is a bad law, that our Constitution doesn't support that law, and neither do international conventions support having that sort of law, Uh, we might be all wondering why uh, the government is taking so long to uh, make changes to it and uh, either change the wording or drop Section 18C from the Racial Discrimination Act. But Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, Law Reform Commissioner with the Law Reform Commission of Western Australia, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. It's a great pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.